Hello and welcome to this week's episode. In this week, I'm sharing with you another few mistakes that I've made in my entrepreneurial journey so far. Now, again, they're ones that sound super simple, but they're really easy mistakes to make. And it makes a huge difference if you try and not make them. So here are some mistakes that I have made. So the first mistake I want to share with you is not being very clear about who you want to hang out with, because we are the average of not just the five people we hang out with, but also the five people they hang out with and the five people they hang out with too. It's all about our network effects. We actually mirror the behaviors of the people that we hang around with. And so our happiness and our success is co-created by the people that we spend the most amount of time with. Now, I mentioned this in episode six, so there's much more to do with the science around this in episode six, where I talk about the importance of community and connection. But when you're building a business, think about what sort of business you want to build. So for example, when I came up with the idea of a mother brand, we actually had the idea to create an app. And I was going to start with a website as an MVP. I ended up hanging out with a lot of people in the online space who were coaches who were building memberships. And over time, my membership moved away from what how I originally envisaged it and became much more like all the other memberships that belong to coaches, because those were the people I was hanging out with. And I was inadvertently doing the sorts of things they did and ended up building the same sort of business that they have. So It's the mirror effect. It can be to the negative. It can be to the positive. It can be neutral. I mean, I didn't intend to build the the membership that I have, but I'm very grateful for the experience and the people that I've met along the way and where I am now. But just be mindful that if, for example, social impact is a massive thing for you, are you in a network of people who are focused on creating social impact? If it's about earning six or seven figures or eight figures or whatever it might be, Are you with people who talk about their financial ambition freely? Are you in an environment where that is the norm? Because we become more like the people we spend the most time with. So there's a ton of evidence to do with smoking, obesity, divorce, but also success that we are influenced by and mirror the behavior of people around us, whether they're happy or sad or dysfunctional, super successful. So think about what you want your business to be like, what sort of business you want to have and make sure that you're in the right space to mirror those people and be part of that environment that landscape and to flourish within it so the second lesson that I learned is all about building an MVP so have you heard of the lean startup method and MVPs the idea behind it is that you start up your business very lean. And so you don't go and build a huge app off the get-go. You build the minimum viable product version of it. So like the most basic minimum version you can, and then you put it out to market, you see what works, you get users playing with it, and you get feedback and you iterate. And so you don't waste money building some big old thing to find out that it doesn't work when you could build a very teeny version of it and get feedback and then um, iterate accordingly. So my mistake of this was to say, yeah, 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 yeah. I am building an MVP. This is my MVP, but really not be building an MVP. So my basic version of the Mother Brand platform, I could have done it a lot more simply, but I thought I was building 
a website as an MVP before I built an app. And then I got really into the website to the point where I virtually forgot about the app and created this very heavy, complex website, which was very far away from an MVP. And years later, when I studied Tribe, which is this big course run by Stu McLaren about how to build memberships, he said, you don't even need a website. You just need a Facebook group and a Zoom and you can create a community and you can teach and you can build from there. And I thought, oh my goodness, he's completely right. And I've spent years and tons of money and tons of stress building this very complicated platform, which I thought was an MVP, but really it wasn't. So don't be like me and don't think that you're the exception. So when people said to me, just get it out to market, just get it out, just get it out and get feedback. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not quite ready yet. And so what I was saying is, yeah, MVP for everybody else. But for me, I just, I do kind of need to make it pretty. And in the long run, it took a long time. It took way longer than I wanted it to take. And by the time it came to market, it was no longer as new and as interesting and as innovative as it would have been if I'd have got it out straight out the doors. I mean, I had the idea for a mother brand in 2016. I didn't open my doors till 2020. I mean, I had moves and children and stuff in between. But the point was, if I'd have got a very minimum viable project version of it out a lot earlier, it would have been very different to anything else that existed and perhaps would have had a different trajectory. But I didn't. I kept it very slowly tweaking in the background, trying to make it perfect, which is another point I'm going to get to, and trying to make it really beautiful before I shared it with anyone, but still telling myself it was a minimum viable product when it wasn't. And I had a friend who did say to me, get it out, just get it out, Noni, just launch it. Actually, I had a number of people and I just kept on saying, no, 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 it's not ready yet. So that's probably, I'm going to make that my number three. Point number three is don't be a perfectionist because that is going to stop you from getting started. That is going to stop you getting your product or your service out to market and getting feedback and iterating, making it better, learning from your mistakes and doing it all better and growing. If you're a perfectionist, then you either procrastinate and you just don't get it done because it's not quite right yet. That's the flip side of perfectionism. Or you just don't put it out to market for ages and you keep it in a safe little place while you tweak around trying to make it perfect, but you might miss the moment and you will certainly miss tons of time when you could be getting vital feedback to help you make your product or service better. So don't be a perfectionist. It's about progress, not perfection. If you don't get it out in the market, you're not going to get any feedback. You're not going to improve it. You're not going to get it better. And you're not going to have people benefiting from what you've created. And let's face it, that's what it's all about. It's about creating something that you're serving people with. You're helping them. They have a pain point and you are addressing it with this wonderful thing that you've created. So don't keep that at home while you tweak around with it, trying to make it perfect. Get it out and get feedback and then go again. So that is my point three. Don't be a perfectionist. Embrace a growth mindset. Know that everything is an opportunity for learning. So we have to get it out there. Things have to break. Things have to go wrong. Things have to have negative feedback so we can build on that learning and improve things. Being a perfectionist keeps you stuck. Being willing and able to make mistakes and learn from them is what gives you the growth that you need for your business and for your self-development. So don't be a perfectionist, get stuff out there, get feedback, iterate and go again.
Number four is don't drive blind, which is something I still do on occasion. And I know a ton of people who still do on occasion. We need to keep on reminding ourselves not to do that. What you need to do is work out where you're going, what your destination is, whether it's in the next 90 days, the next year or five years, and then reverse engineer so you know what you're supposed to be doing now. So I remember when I went to launch a mother brand, I was still holding back from committing to a launch date. And I had one fellow entrepreneur who kept on saying to me, Noni, when are you launching? Noni, when's your date? Noni, give me that date. I need that date. Because once you've got a date, you're committed and you're accountable. And then you have to look at your calendar and work backwards and plot in all the things you have to do in order to meet that date. Whereas if you don't put the date in, you're just bumbling around in this vague world where you don't know exactly when or where you're going. There's that brilliant quote from Lewis Carroll, which is, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. Because if you haven't worked out where you're going and you haven't got that in the calendar, you're just going to be walking around going nowhere in particular. You need to know where you're going, what your big picture is, so you can work backwards and make sure that you're going to set yourself realistic goals in order to get there. And you're going to be accountable to the date that you've put in the diary. So you do need to know where you're going so you can make sure that you can get there. And then I was speaking to someone the other day and they were talking about lead magnets and they were saying, um, the nature of a lead magnet is that you are going to give a freebie to someone, they're gonna give you their email address and then you're gonna start up a conversation with them via email that's gonna lead them somewhere. So you need to produce a lead magnet that has the end in mind. So for example, the person I was speaking to is Shah Wasmond, who's on one of the next episodes coming up. And she was saying in her entrepreneurial world, she talks to six and seven figure entrepreneurs and she wants to aim for them to join her mastermind or join one of her um, programs. And so someone who wants to make six or seven figures needs to grow their list, grow their audience. So her ideal lead magnet, for example, is something that helps them build their email lists because they're going to want that. And then she's going to keep on talking to them and lead them towards her offering that's going to help them get where they want to go. So for example, if you're a nutritionist, you might provide some lovely, super healthy, but delicious informative recipes that help someone start to make very small changes in their lives that improve their lives. And then in the future, you're going to keep on communicating with them. They'll know to, they'll get to know, love and trust you. And then they're going to want to buy from you. You're leading them on a journey. So when you give a lead magnet out, know where you're going. What's the end point that you're moving towards? Don't just, which I have done in the past, just think, oh, that's a nice idea. I'll create a lead magnet and check it out and hopefully get some people on my mailing list. You're supposed to be leading them somewhere. So don't drive blind. Always start your journey with the end in mind, because then you're going to need to reverse engineer and know the, th- the steps you're going to have to take in order to get there. I hope you found these mistakes helpful to learn from me. So the first one is surround yourself with the right sort of people. So like-minded people who have got the same ambitions. Those are the people you want to hang out with. Now, you can hang out with a bunch of different types of networks, all like-minded. And specifically, for example, if you're in kind of ed tech, hang out with ed tech people, as well as hanging out with other people who are building businesses around their families or other people who were trying to hit seven figures, whatever it might be. You can hang out with different types of people, but make sure that you're spending core amount of time with the people doing the same sort of thing that you want to do because of the mirror effect. You will be more like them and more likely to get where you want to go. 
the second lesson to learn is to make sure that you know you are not above doing an MVP. You must do a minimum viable product version of your product or service to get feedback, to make sure that you're on track before you go and build the big thing. Don't build the big thing first, then discover that there's big errors with it and have to go back to the drawing board. Start small, start lean, get user feedback, iterate and evolve. And then step three is to throw your perfectionism in the bin. It's a very fixed mindset thing we grew up with, but we need to work really hard on our mindset to develop a growth mindset and to embrace errors as brilliant opportunities for learning. So perfectionism has had its time. It served us when we were younger and we were were brought up with a fixed mindset, but now we need a growth mindset. So be willing and open to Just try stuff and see what happens and learn from the mistakes and keep on growing and evolving. And mistake number four was don't drive blind. Make sure that you know where you're going, whether it's a lead magnet that you're putting out there, you know where that's actually leading them to, or whether it's a launch that you've got planned or a product that you've got planned. When are you launching it? And what does that look like when you reverse engineer it to where you are now? Because you need to know where you're going so you can create appropriate, realistic goals and keep going with momentum and motivation and accomplishment. You need to have good accomplishment and mastery achievement in your life in order to have great well-being. And as you know, in a mother brand, we're all about how prioritizing your well-being is the key to building a sustainable business around the life that you want to have. We need to look after all elements of ourselves and accomplishment is one key element of well-being in order to be able to create the life and the business that we want. So those are my four mistakes that I have made that I am hoping you will not make now that you've heard this i hope you found it helpful send me a message on instagram at a mother brand and let me know what you think of the episode if you want to go deep on how you can build a successful business around your family and thrive in 2022 i have a membership that can help you with this go to amotherbrand.com forward slash membership for more info if you've enjoyed the episode please do hit follow leave a rating, leave a nice comment and share with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Thank you so much and see you next time.